0: Well, good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How are we doing this fine Sunday morning? I hope this finds each and every one of you very, very well. Everything's good on this end. Had an awesome weekend. Uh, we're going to get to that races here in a minute, but welcome to On the Green. I am Paul Tretner, your host, your local PGA golf professional, longtime resident of the Palm Coast area since 1990. Wow. What change we have seen, and it's all good. It really is. We all should be very grateful for living in such a beautiful area, for having beautiful golf courses, for having beautiful restaurants, beautiful beaches, and I was just jamming to 100.9 Allman Brothers coming down here on US1. We've got some great radio stations too, and I say that, 92.7, 98, 98.7, and uh, 100.9. Those, those three boys are on my radio all the time. You all got to listen to them, which I'm sure you do. Hey, we got a great show. I'm solo today because I've got so much to talk about. How about Tiger Woods shanking an iron shot on the 18th alt Riv, huh? Made everyone feel a little bit down to earth. Jordan Spieth got DQ'd for signing the wrong scorecard. Hideki Matsuyama shoots 62 to win. So we're going to talk all about that. Uh but first I want to thank Mr. Jeff Ryan for coming on the show last week. Jeff is part of the group that's um Really has such a great vision of, uh, you know, taking ocean palm and, and taking it to nothing right now to something. And I know there's a lot of mixed reviews. Anytime there's anything big like this, there's going to be mixed reviews. And that's fine. That's part of life. Everyone's got different opinions and everything. But, uh, I could tell you right now, after the show last week, we went out and I rode the golf course with Jeff and uh, he's got a great vision. It's just great for Flagler beach. It's great for Flagler County. It's good for the residents of the area. So, um, You know, stay tuned. That's going to be a long process. You know, it's going to be going on and on and on for the next year or so. So, uh, you know, part of that, too, uh, some of the history of Ocean Palm. And a lot of you are going, oh, yeah, you're just a little little uh, special to it because you met your wife there. And I did. And I have a lot of memories there. But it's a 34-acre piece of property that is in such a beautiful location. And, you know, at least something should go there. So let's take three things. Would you like a condominium there? Probably not a park. People say, well, let's make a park there. Well, that's fine. But where do you think who do you think is going to pay for the park for the all the maintenance that's going to be in taxes? So, hey, Jeff has got some good investors and they're really going to make a difference to that area and to that golf course. Mo Norman is one of the best ball strikers in the golf Forever in history. I mean, Lee Trevino, Jack Nicholas, even Tiger Woods has mentioned how good he is. And the long story short, I'm not going to spend much time on Mo because we talked about him a little bit. He um, He's Canadian. Um, and I looked at on YouTube, there's a beautiful, a really informative uh, video. It's called The Most... Interesting man in golf. Okay. The most interesting man in golf. If you go ahead and research that it's, I don't know, I think a 20 to 30 minute video of Mo, how he got started, how he um, got injured. Okay. He was in a sledding accident as a kid. And he never did get the proper medical attention. Okay, so I'm going to let you all research that. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but it's really a cool story. My point is, where was I going with that? A lot of the videos in this, um, a lot of the videos in the video is filmed at Ocean Palm. So you can even, hey, if you were like me and went to go see Mo Norman, I physically seen him on at ocean palm back in the early to mid nineties, Craig Shanklin had him every Wednesday at 11 o'clock and he would give a free golf clinic. So I was there. Uh, and many of you may see you in the video, so go check it out. Um, so it's such a really cool time to be in North Florida. If you're new to North Florida or even a, a couple years, you know, new is all relative, I guess, uh, when you, you know, move to somewhere. But, um, just got a really cool time right now you got it starts off with like the rolex 24 then you have speed weeks oh did anyone go to the races man i'm grateful grateful i went to the truck race friday night and then they had the arca race afterwards because they they're trying to fit it in with the rain i know the rain was a damper but hey uh and i also very grateful went to the daytona 500 yesterday monday well y'all listen to sunday so it's it's recorded So I went to the Daytona 500. It was excellent. Great race. If you haven't been, you got to put it on your bucket list. You got to go down to Daytona and see what it's all about. Bill France had such a vision in 1958 and in 59. 1959 is when the track was built. And all you are saying, man, I thought this was a golf show. What is this guy talking about racing? So I'm a big race fan. And uh, I'm going to leave a little teaser for you all in a few weeks. Hopefully I'll be able to to disclose a big project I've been working on for 19 years. That's right. 19 years. So hopefully I'll be able to disclose this. It's getting close folks. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, with that said, if again, if you're new in the area and you're in a market for a new vehicle, let me tell you, Palm coast Ford, just going to give a shout out to Chris Smith and Paul Suma. My wife and I have had Fords for the last 10 years. I got to be honest with you. I was a Chevy guy up until 10 years ago. And, uh, Frankly, Chris Smith and Paul Suma kind of helped us with that. It's a really good transition. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, no reason to go to Jacksonville, no reason to go to St. Augustine or Daytona Beach for that matter. Right here in Palm Coast, so uh, uh, good stuff. Thank you, Paul and Chris Smith. Anyway, so speed. So again, you got uh, Rolex Twenty Four, you got Speed Weeks, and then guess what we got coming up, folks? We got Bike Week. And okay, you may not be a Harley guy. But and I'm not I mean I'm a motorcycle guy. I've never owned a Harley, but I respect all motorcycles. I used to drive motorcycles as a kid. Uh Bike Week is fun as heck. Man, if you've never been to Bike Week, you got to go down there. It's really a lot of fun. Hopefully uh let's wish for good weather. We always wish for good weather for the for the bikers, you know. Um because hey, here's people come down from all over the world, frankly. I mean Canada, um you know, that's out of our country. So I could say world, can't I? And come down to Daytona. And uh, so it's pretty cool. So I wanted to go over like uh, the, the golf schedule for y'all. Okay. Um, pretty cool. Part of the nice part of being in Florida now is this weekend, today, Sunday, you're going to see the Mexico, uh, the last day in Mexico is a tournament. Um, but Starting next week, February 29th, leap year this year, February 29th through March 3rd is the Cognizant Classic down in Palm Beach. So we start the Florida Swing of Golf, which is really super cool. Uh, March 7th through the 10th is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, March 14th through 17th is TPC Sawgrass. Folks. I'm going to get to this in a minute. Then we got March 21st to the 24th is the Valstar Valspar Championship over there in Tampa at Innisbrook. What a great tournament! And then in the end of March is in Texas. March uh, 28th is Texas um, Children's the Houston Open. It's a Texas Children's Houston Open. And then uh, April 4th through the 7th is the Valero Texas Open, and then. April 11th through the 14th is the first major of the year, the Masters. So anyway, I just wanted to go through a little quick um, scheduling of the PJ Tour so you all know when it is. But it, that, that's such a great part of Florida is now the the, the Florida swing of golf starts. Starting to South Florida. Then we come up to Orlando for Arnie's. Then we go up to TPC, Ponte Vedra, Then over to Innisbrook and in Tampa then a Texas for two and then the masters really cool. So if you have not been, if you're listening and by the way, thank you for all my listeners, uh, new or experienced listeners to on the green. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you haven't been to Arnold Palmer's invitational in, in at Bay Hill, it's super, super fun. It's a great atmosphere. Um, same as TPC, arguably TPC is just incredible. It's twenty. It's thirty minutes up the road. Let's just say thirty minutes. TPC Sawgrass. Um, I would strongly recommend. You know, I should. I should find a way to get tickets. Okay, so my next show, I'll try to have something maybe to get some tickets. I know at TPC, I think you could buy tickets at like Winn Dixie or something like that. But anyway, I'll figure that out. And y'all need to try to go there. It, you and your spouse, and again, you may just be a beginner golfer. I guarantee you, you go to one of these tournaments, you'll start, you'll pick up golf even more. It's really a great atmosphere, and you'll see some incredible golf, and you will also see some funny shots. And it just goes to show how, as humans, we're all going to hit some funny shots. No one's perfect in this game. Uh, quick story. Before we go to break, I just want to tell this, this really, really funny story about TPC Sawgrass. All right. I'm going to take you back to the 80s when I'm in high school. TPC Sawgrass right up in Ponte Vedra was built in 1982, 83, okay, in that range. Uh, what, and it was just an incredible golf course. It was the first time a golf course was built with a complete island green. The 17th hole is an island green. If you miss the green, you're in the water and you got to re-hit. A very difficult shot, especially under pressure. Not only that, Pete Dye, the, the architect, the famous architect, Pete Dye, he builds really tough golf courses. Um, he built it in a stadium fashion, meaning in between golf holes aren't trees per se. It's built up so people can kind of sit on the grass and watch as a stadium, if that makes sense. This was really the first golf course in the 1980s, early 80s, 83, 82, 83. So anyway, let's just keep going here. So in 1983 or 84, uh, it's, won, it's won by uh, Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples wins. And I'm up in Long Island. I'm in high school. And this, everything is just, I'm an eight up at golf too, by the way. At this time of my life, all I want to do is play golf. I've got the bug for golf and that's all I want to do. So in my English class, we had an assignment to write a poem. So I write a poem. About TPC, this new golf course with such tough golf holes, blah blah blah, I hand it in <laughs> now, look folks i was a, I was a b c student in eleventh grade, I did apply myself and i got I got a 's and b 's but overall i was I was a mediocre student at best, so I write this poem, and I think it 's pretty good. I give it to mrs. Rickaby. Mrs. Rickaby, if you are listening to my golf uh, radio show, which I hope you are. <laughs> Do you remember this? You're probably not. Here's the story. So, Mrs. Rickaby pulls me aside and she says, I don't believe you wrote this. And I says, No, I, honest to God, I, I wrote this. She said, I think, I think you got this from somewhere. That's how good it was, folks. Honest to God, I'm not saying I'm a great poem writer, but I wrote this poem about TPC Sawgrass right up the road in 1984, or five, whichever year. And Mrs. Rickaby, God bless you, Mrs. Rickaby, she thought I plagiarized and made it up. So she gave me a C. And at that time, I took it. I said, like an idiot. I said, ah, whatever. If it was now, I would have said, nope, Mrs. Rickaby, I'm going to debate you on that. I got it. So anyway, I'm still looking for that poem. I misplaced it. And if I do get it, you will be the first people to hear my poem. All right. So look here. We do have to take just a little bit of a break here. So don't go nowhere. We're going to talk about Tiger Woods shanking the ball. What? How does that happen? And Jordan Spieth. Stay right there, don't go nowhere. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long distance workout, or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. And welcome back to On the Green. I am your host, Paul Tretner long-time resident of Palm Coast, PGA Golf Professionals. Hey, we got a lot of, I said plural, PGA Golf Professional. We got a lot of PGA Golf Professionals in this area that if you're ever looking to learn this great game of golf, just give one of the golf courses a call. Joe CoWatch Cypress Knoll, great friend of mine. Joe's a great guy. Go see Joe. I'm at Grand Reserve. Come see me. Um, whatever. If you want to learn, there's, A lot of avenues. You got Donna at Palm Harbor. Heard some good stuff about Donna. Don't know her personally. But anyway, there's opportunities. So we're back. Let's talk about Tiger Woods. So if y'all didn't see, Tiger Woods withdrew from the uh, Genesis out in California. And, you know, he had one of the S words. Folks, if you're new to golf or even if you're not new to golf, you know the word, the, the bad word. And I have to mention it. We don't even like saying the word. It's called shank. And the word, it's a mysterious shot. It's when the ball hits the hosel, which is the inside portion of your golf club. So basically not the face of the club. You know what I mean? And it goes sideways. It goes (laughs) lateral. It goes to the right. Obviously, if you're righty. If you're lefty, it goes left. So Tiger on 18 on the second shot hits this shank, flat out shanked. And if you listen to my show two weeks ago, I had a shank at the conservatory on the seventh hole. You know, not proud of it, but it happens and it does. Now, Tiger said it was because of back spasms and that could be, you know, and I just want and then the next day he withdrew from the tournament. He wasn't feeling good. And you know what? Look here, folks. I was I used to be the biggest critic of Tiger Woods. Okay, and if I ever met Tiger, which I met him years ago. But I mean, if I ever really sat down and I tell him I wasn't a huge fan because he wasn't very approachable. But that's what you get when you get number one in the world. When you're number one in the world, it's almost like you have a, uh, you know, you're on a different platform. I don't know how to word it. I think you all know what I'm saying. But anyway, I think his kids, Tiger's kids, kind of grounded him a little bit. I think many people see this to where he's more approachable. Anyway, um, the fact of the matter is um, a lot of people think he withdrew because he just wasn't hitting the ball good. Folks, golfers that we see out there or any sports people, they can't just call in sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't call in sick. They gotta go that day. And if we're if you're working, you know what I mean when you're sick, you're not feeling good, whatever it is, you can easily call in sick. I don't know about it, easily, I shouldn't say that and assume, but you know, you can you can definitely not Come in if you're sick. Well, if you're playing in a golf tournament, you can't. They they won't reschedule it for you, even for Tiger. So, uh, but anyway, that's that's. Tiger's got bad back issues, and I'm going to lead into something in a minute about the back. Um, but first, let's get into Jordan Spieth now. So we went from Tiger to the Shank, and the shank, um, just to to finish off with the Shank real quick, it's a mysterious shot, folks. It's really tough to, to figure out. you got to get with a golf professional and really get some video and find out where your path of your club is coming in. Usually it's from an outside-in path, but it also could be from inside. So so it's in-depth. It's nothing I could tell you over the over radio to, to fix. It really is on a big um, uh, situation. So Jordan Spieth got disqualified for signing an incorrect scorecard. So in golf, folks, golf is a little bit different than most sports, A, for for whatever reasons. A, we regulate our own score. So a lot of times we call penalties on ourselves. There's no referee a lot of times at the hole that we're playing, let's say. You know what I mean? Especially if it's a, not a PGA Tour event. Let's just say it's a club championship at Hammock Dunes or wherever. It don't matter. Hammock Beach Resort. Cypress Knoll. It's a. It's you know. You are the regulator of your score. So what? What Jordan did was on a par three, he put on his scorecard a three, when he actually had a four. So because he put the score lower than what he got, he went to Dairy Queen, and that's a little joke. DQ Dairy Queen. He got disqualified. Okay. Now if he put a four on that scorecard, let's say, and you know, he got a three, then he would not be disqualified. He would have to actually take that score of one over. So that's the rule right there. That's why he got disqualified. And, yes, people say that's a stupid rule. Well, ask the gentleman who lost the Masters. I think it was he was from Spain, uh, DiVincenzo, and he signed a wrong scorecard. In the '69 or '68 Masters, I forget which one it was, and he lost a Masters because of it. So, so you, so golf is a little bit unique sport, and you know that's something that I think we have to make sure that we own up to as our scorecard. So, I'm a believer in that rule, and you know, people say, "Well, did you, have you ever been disqualified? I've been disqualified one time <laughs> in a golf tournament, and that's because I showed up late. I got lost to Ocala, uh, Golden Ocala." golf course it was a a tournament and i didn't realize it was two hours away and i was late and if you're late for your tea time and the other group is off the first green then you go to dairy queen dq disqualified dairy queen came from uh my pga my first pga school it was um joe terry who's on the pga tour uh, rules official really cool guy and he's still out there right now in fact when i mentioned when i did the pnc father son I, I met i uh, did the announcements on the first team joe terry was there and i said joe i said you were great in my business school one pj 1991 that was uh he was great so he would call it dairy queen now yeah, he's going to dairy queen Um uh, next hideki matsuyama congratulations <laughs> shot 62 wow great great play Love Hideki. I really do. I love his swing. If you look at his swing, the one thing that anyone could really pick up on is his transition from his backswing to his downswing is very, very smooth. He actually almost stops up top. So one part of my uh, positive approaches is always to make a smooth transition. I know for a fact when I when I'm not playing or I'm not swinging real good, it's because my transition from my backswing to my downswing is uh, you know herky jerky. We'll call it or not smooth. All right. So anyway, that's you know some some stuff there on the tour a little bit, and just want to kind of go over that. Um, but yeah, if you are. Hitting the ball off the hosel, you need to get with a golf pro, have him take some video, really find out where your path of your club is coming in and so forth. So, uh, but anyway, going back to Tiger with his back spasms, you know, I've been very fortunate. I haven't had back problems, except for I, I think I mentioned this. I'm not going to get into it. I tried to show off in front of some friends one time and I swung too hard without warming up. Which is also a positive approach we're going to get into. But uh, I did. I, I wrenched my back. I thought, you know, I thought my back was broken, is how it felt. <laughs> right. But it's just, it was back spasms. And so, Tiger, I know what you're going through, partner. Uh, it was uh, back spasms are no fun at all. So, with that said, I am planning to have Dr. Angelo Ippolito on my show. Um, Angelo and I met for the first lesson last week. He did fantastic. Angelo, you did great. Um, Angelo is new to the area. He's a chiropractor, and he knows about the golf swing and how it's. we're not supposed to swing the golf club like that for our back. So everything about the golf swing is contrary to to what's good for the back. So I think Doc is going to talk about stretches and advice on how to do certain stuff. So we'll leave that up to him. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. I don't know if it's next, next, uh, show or the following show, but Angela will be on. So it's really, really pretty cool. So with that said, we're going to kind of end off here. Not, not totally end off, but Paul's positive approaches. So with that said on back issues, folks, you have to warm up and I, this goes for me too. I'm horrible at warming up sometimes. I really am. Uh, warming up is could be just really two minutes. You know, it could be 30 seconds, for God's sakes. I mean, or it could be five to ten minutes, which, which it should be. I think – and I'll let um, Angelo discuss more about warming up and so forth professionally, but I do know for a fact that uh, there's so many, like, different drills and different warm-ups you can do for golf Um, even on the first tee, you know, the three guys ahead of you are going, you, you know, grab onto the top of the roof there, stretch yourself out. Folks, again, every little bit we can help ourselves in the game of golf, we need to try to take. We all know if you've played golf, everyone says, wow, this game is tough. Okay, so that's a common answer with golf. So if you can help yourself in certain different areas, and not only warming up, it'll help you score, but it'll help prevent injury. So, um, you know, you don't want injury, obviously. Um, so stretch, warm up before you practice. And always, when you start practicing before a round, and we, we know I talked about how you should try to get to the golf course a little bit earlier to try to hit, even if you hit 10 golf balls. You know, I wish golf courses would have a warm-up bucket. We had one at... Uh, I think it was Palatka, we had like a warm-up bucket. It was only like 20 balls, and it was only like $2. You know what I mean? Instead of 60 balls for $10, whatever, uh, whatever the price is, $12 even, you know, you can't even hit that many, or, you, you know, you can't split it up amongst your, your buddies. But it's just good to have a little warm-up thing where you get like, you know, 10 swings in or something. And that's better than nothing, I could tell you that. So, but when you warm up... You should always go to the putting green first. You should always then go to the chipping green. And then when you get up to the driving range, start with a wedge and then work your way to your nine iron and your seven iron. A lot of players will have different formats of what they do. Maybe they'll do even irons, you know, they'll go to your wedge and then your eight iron, then your six iron, so forth. But your last club that you should hit is your driver. Don't get up to the range T and start hitting your driver. And the reason you don't want to do that is because the driver is the longest club in your bag. So you're going to create the largest swing or the biggest arc. And that's going to turn your shoulders and wrench. I say wrench your back or, you know, turn your back more so than a wedge. So you want to be careful with that. So I would definitely recommend warming up. Um, And again, guys, you got the Internet, gals, you got the Internet right in front of you. So you can go best warm-up tools. And, you know, I don't have to there's, – there's many different options you could do. Uh, also, warm it up. Give yourself some good lies, okay? Give yourself some good lies when you're warming up. Um, no sense in giving yourself bad lies. We want to create some good confidence, okay? So, look, that's a Paul's positive approach. It's just three quick things. Next week I want to go over bunkers with you, but we got to end off here. So in closing, I'm going to try to close my show with this. If you are or know of a military veteran that would enjoy golf or that needs a hobby and needs to get out of the house, please, I want you to take down my number and my email. My email, let's go with my email. P Tretner at PGA.com. Again, P is in Paul. My last name, T R E T T, and is in Nancy E R at PGA.com. Pretty simple. Hey, Paul. You know, what I want to try to do is get a group of military veterans that want to learn the game of golf, and I want to help them as best I can. As many of you know, I talked about it before. I'm certified for the PGA, this new initiative called PGA HOPE helping our patriots everywhere. So really want to do that for our military veterans. Um, Try to help them out as best I can. All righty. Well, look, hey, if you're new to the show, if you've listened all the time, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Have a great week. And remember, buy local man. go to your local restaurants. Hit the local restaurants and stores. Thank you so much. Have a great week.